My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. You are listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon. Now with today's show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian, and thank you for tuning in again today. I hope everyone's uh, having a good day today. Off to a good start. I want to talk to you today. Let's do uh, something a little bit new. I hope you're enjoying the show as I'm learning the show format. Again, the mission will never change. The mission is always about a couple things. Progress, not perfection. How do we make progress globally in this area of sustainable packaging? And how do we teach you honest, genuine, sustainable packaging? How do we say that greenwashing is over and how do we move away from that? So that'll never change. But what I do want to do is um, is is take different approaches at that. Again, this is not you know my this is obviously not my full time job doing this podcast. So I'm looking and searching for different ways to be effective in the time I have and give it my all and just contribute in whatever way I can. So let's look at um let's do a little bit of news, right? Sustainable packaging news. Let's search for news on on online and see what's happening. So. We got a couple um, things. I'm just searching literally sustainable packaging on Google. And the first article from GreenBiz, greenbiz.com, a 2020 view of sustainable packaging. And it's highlighting this TerraCycle Loop program, Loop, which is, um, my understanding, it's kind of like the milk band model, where they're, they're experimenting or they're, they're, um, they're experimenting back with that model of, and the benefit, the value of the milkman model again is that when you recycle something, you throw it in your blue bin, it's it's going to be ground up and crushed and then sold to a new product manufacturer to turn it into a wide variety of things. So you're reci- when you recycle something, just know it's not being rinsed out and then you know reused. Versus the milkman model, you're literally sterilizing the same container. You're not breaking it down and then reselling it. So, from that perspective, it's uh, it's a heck of a lot more efficient. So, sustainable packaging is a keystone issue for cor- uh, corporate sustainability. As one of the first environmental concerns companies begin to tackle proactively, interest in efforts had notable resurgence in the last few years, partly spurred by attention on ocean plastic. We've talked about that before. I think just the documentaries, the images, the horrifying images of oceans covered in plastic have really uh, pushed this forward. And uh, I think sometimes they're over the top. Sometimes they're doom and gloom. Sometimes they lead to hopelessness. But from the sake of public attention, it's been good. And then we need people to do something about it rather than just, you know, talk about how bad it is and feeling helpless, which I believe is sometimes... Uh, the direction those conversations take. As the pandemic hit, the market changed, characterized by higher demand for single-use packages and bags and lower availability of recycled materials. When we look ahead, are we on the path to a circular, sustainable system for packaging? So um, that's an interesting point I never really thought of. When this pandemic hit, 
what has the impact of the pandemic been on packaging? Um, I think it's interesting what the pandemic has done. If anything, I think it's brought forth a mindfulness about just taking better care of everything. Um, I think it's made us want to be more clean and more sterile. Um, I think it's made us value the things we may have taken for granted. So I think we might see this uh, positive impact where people are really caring more for the environment, not taking things for granted. I know maybe it logically doesn't make sense, but I just feel like that's happening in some conversations that I've had with people. Um, but it's also saying that higher demand for single-use packages and bags. I mean, look at this, the the you know masks coming in bags or gloves or or uh, hand sanitizer. There's a lot of single-use packages. Um, all right, so we won't go too far down this because it might um, it might. Uh, lead us somewhere. Anyways, might lead us somewhere. Confusing. Meet Trashless. This is Forbes. Trashless, a new service delivering pantry staples in sustainable packaging. Being able to safely shop from home, especially relevant during the coronavirus pandemic, due to inefficiencies in mainstream food supply, people are now turning to alternatives for grocery needs. Austin residents, blah, 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 launched in 2020 of May. Trashless is an Austin-based service that brings local and national purveyors to deliver a wide selection of responsibly sourced products, such as oil, honey grains, legumes, coffee, etc., delivered to your door in a zero-waste process. So uh, pretty cool stuff here. Trashless, an Austin-based service. Um, and... I'm going to click in here and learn a little bit more about what they're doing. I think it's a great trend. I think I think you're going to see um, looks like it's it's like the milkman for everything. So I think it's a really good direction and I think it's a direction that we should put some attention on. I think uh, that company Loop TerraCycle maybe was the first one or the first one to become popular, but it's saying there are different ways to solve this problem. We don't need to um, we don't need to just throw our hands up and complain that recycling is dead and complain that, you know, there's different ways to go about this. So we see just one idea is like the milkman model um, coming back for any kind of products. So this is literally they're going to sanitize and refill containers. That's basically their, um, we talked about that in one of the prior episodes where we said, where does the packaging go? It goes to a recycling, it goes to a composter, it goes to a landfill, or it goes to a sanitizing uh, facility. So Trashless, um, Loconomy, maybe that's the parent company, but Trashless seems to be the uh, the name of the this endeavor. And TerraCycle seem to be, they have a much better pulse than I do about sanitizing and that whole angle. But again, the, the main takeaway is that you're not sterilizing, excuse me, you're not gr putting in the blue bin to be ground up into flake um, that is then turned into future products, but the milkman models, you're literally using that same container, sterilizing it, and then um, going from there. So that could be a business in itself where people create these sterilizing operations in strategic locations. Um, that could be something that could be powerful from this from the perspective of making packaging more sustainable because if you can reuse something that really is a very sustainable model you can't always but if you can it's it is very sustainable so that's news um we tried that out 
I don't know. I think, yeah, we got some good stuff going there. I think, um, to be honest, I uh, could probably prepare that better in the future. And uh, pick some articles, but we'll do that. We'll experiment. We're going to experiment on the show and figure out what is beneficial to all of you. So drop your comments. Um, give a five-star review if you're enjoying the show. If you're not, give a five-star review anyways. Um because I'm doing my best to make this happen, make this work for us, and give constructive feedback. Like, I feel like feedback in today's world is either five star or one star. It's like, you're the greatest or you're the worst. So I'm looking for something, you know, let's go back to the time where, where feedback was actually constructive, where it was, hey, either I love what you're doing, and that encouragement's appreciated, or, hey, if you did this, the show, the mission would be much more valuable. You know, I think everyone, every human being can be on the same page with the mission of stopping greenwashing and actually making packaging good for the planet. So how we get there, I'm open to your ideas on how we get there. One thing I want to cover, um, we'll make this a quicker episode because I actually have a call in four minutes with a client, but um, I wanted to get this in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this every day and uh, get some good momentum to build up the show, to build up the momentum, and to learn from you guys what you want and what you need, what you want me to help focus on, and so on. But got to get to the point, right? I'm eating up my time. Biodegradable additives or degradable additives. Don't say biodegradable on your packaging. Be very careful. Talk to a lawyer before you use that term. I'm just going to plant that seed, and you can do what you want with it. But degradable additives. There's different types of degradable additives. Uh, very quickly. There's uh, um, additives, degradable additives. Again, they accelerate the um, speed that plastics break down from, let's say, 500 years to five years. And you need documentation for all this. So I'm going to talk very fast about it. Ask for documentation anytime someone wants to make any claim in sustainable packaging. You want to see documentation because many times we've been presented with something, hey, I have this new material that is X. And then when you look into it, it's not X. Okay. So be very careful about that. Um, But there's different types of degradable additives. There's types that degrade using sunlight in the presence of sunlight and moisture and oxygen, which I'm less of a fan of because those fragment easily. Shelf life becomes an issue. And then there's other ones that degrade in the presence of microbial, um, basically bugs, in the presence of bugs and microbial and fungi and And those ones, I think, have more merit and value um, because they're much less inclined to fragment. They're only going to start to break down when they're in that microbial environment with the bugs, with the fungus, with the bacteria. And in those cases, it's much much more likely that it's in the end of life that you want it to be. Now, there's also a debate within uh, degradable additives, and this will be the last thing that I share in this episode, of when to use them. Some people say never. Don't use them because, you know, they're going to fragment. They're going to turn into microplastics. And I, I get that argument. You want to do your research before you choose a degradable additive. So some there's the never camp, we'll call it. The, the never degradable additives. Then there's the people who say put it in everything. And again, this is, this is you got to think this through. What do you believe? What do you, what do you want to go for? There's people who say put it in everything because it's better than nothing. I'd rather see it break down than not. And then there's this middle camp which says... Don't put it in anything. Put it in things that are headed for the landfill, which is kind of where I'm leaning. Put it in things where it's going to the landfill, where 
the only person who's going to try to recycle it is someone who doesn't know what they're doing. They're wish cycling, right? So this, you know, let's say it's like a flat card out of plastic or a, a bag out of plastic. Those products which you cannot recycle. I shouldn't say bags because you can recycle certain kinds of bags. Hope I'm not going into too much detail. But the products that are headed for the landfill anyways, I think that is where the degradable plastics make the most sense. Because... Number one, they're going to the landfill. Number two, there's an argument that's been made that says um, that says only, you know, if something is recyclable, then let it be recyclable. If something is going to the landfill, then put the degrade so so then put the additive in it. So there's there's different opinions, but there's the never people, there's the middle people that say only use it on things that are headed for the landfill, and then there's the people who say um, use it in everything, even if it is recyclable. And some of these degradable additives say they don't affect the recyclability, and I've heard mixed information, mixed feedback on those claims. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up there. I am right on time for my call. It's 9 o'clock. Wish me well. I wish you well that you have a terrific day, and thanks for listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email MikeM at ContempoPackaging.com. Let's talk. Have a phenomenal day.